Good morning and welcome back to Margin. This morning I wanna talk to you about whether you're proactive or reactive with your personal finances. This is part two of uh, this specific episode. Uh, So let's jump right into it. Welcome to the Millennial Margin Podcast. I created this personal finance resource out of necessity as I've watched countless people schedule away, mortgage up, and max out their lives. Margin is simply the antithesis, providing leeway in an increasingly marginless culture. If you want to build margin into your personal finances on a daily basis, this is the podcast for you. So with this year, having those layoffs, having uh, the scarcity of goods, having the increased cost of goods, and having furloughs and all kinds of other aspects, you can see firsthand uh, people's response to uh, fear and, and fear setting in around their personal finances. So we know that economic ups and downs are cyclical. We know that there's a life cycle to any asset and at any asset is going to experience some major correction over our lifetime. And so that's why it's so important to be diversified in your asset allocation. Most Americans don't necessarily understand that there's these things are cyclical. But in addition to that, when they're acting as though they're not cyclical, many people, uh, anticipate maybe housing prices to continue to climb at double digits, or they anticipate their business to continue to grow at a certain rate, or or a myriad of other um, comparables. But, uh, but that's just not the case. Everything is cyclical. And the sooner that we treat it as such, the safer we are in being able to uh, know the life cycle. So there are economic cycles to life. There's a life cycle to any asset class that you may be invested in. Uh, we've all been told to uh, to not put all of our eggs in the same basket, to diversify uh, amongst asset classes and, and utilize asset allocation to ensure uh, that we're not overly uh, susceptible to a correction in a certain area. Now, that's a lot of big words, and we'll go into more depth of what those actually mean uh, in coming episodes, but the important part to think about is the fact that we're in an economic cycle right now, and whether we understand the economic cycle from a standpoint of, are we at a new high, are we about to have a major correction, or are we going to hit another stride because of uh, X, Y, or Z, who knows? Um, but what is important is that you are looking at your finances from a standpoint of holding the line from a defense standpoint for your personal finances to make sure that you are not being overly risky with not having enough margin in uh, your emergency fund and so on and so forth. Nor are you going out and being overly optimistic on the offense side. So this has been one of the most volatile uh, times in recent history. And although you have a number of people who are, are optimistic about the future and looking at it from a standpoint of, well, we're probably going to experience a V-shaped recovery or a U-shaped recovery or now a K-shaped recovery, Overall, people are are trying to be optimistic where they can be. The odd part is, is the fact that 
when you when you look at the amount of fear, anxiety, and unknowns in the economy today, it's strange to look at stats related to how different assets are performing in a time like this. So the S&P 500 is a um, almost like a benchmark of large cap companies that uh, that basically show us where uh, the market is, how those are those companies are performing, and people. Uh, whether people are optimistic or pessimistic uh, for uh, for those specific companies that are included in that. Uh, but the S&P 500, oddly enough, has experienced a 15% increase uh, from this time last year. And although we had that major correction uh, in uh, the first to second quarter of this year, uh, the odd part is with the amount of pessimism, the amount of unknown, uh, the amount of anxiety and and concern about the economy, it's odd to me to see that 15% increase over this time last year. The other aspect I look at is home sales. Residential home sales are up over 22% from this time last year. I understand that there's um, stay-in-place orders. There's um, the whole aspect of social distancing, and 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 I understand that people are trying to make their homes more livable, more enjoyable. Especially being that many are uh, working from home, myself included, and uh, and so there's some understanding there. But when you're looking at the number of homes selling and us hitting new highs in regards to uh, the the price uh, that these homes are selling for uh, year over year, it's it's staggering. And it's staggering, especially in a time that there's so much uncertainty. So I focus on the housing sector because the housing sector is almost foundational to the American dream. And I focus on this area because it affects so many other um, aspects, whether it is construction, whether it's renovation, whether it is uh, appliances, electronics, or even furnishings, it affects so many other industries that I focused on that aspect because uh, I see such a huge increase year over year uh, in that specific sector. Although the auto industry has experienced significant setbacks this year from inventory issues, fleet restrictions, so on and so forth. This, this industry has experienced a 6.1% increase year over year. So from this point in time in, um, in 2020 to this point in time in 2019, even with the big fluctuations, there's been a 6.1% increase in the auto industry. So whether you look at the stock market, whether you look at the housing sector or the automotive um, scene, uh, these industries seem like they are not slowing down. It seems like you know house prices continue to get out of reach, and we just you know surpassed thirty thousand uh, for the Dow. I mean, this is unheard of. So there's been so much talk around a looming recession. There's been so much talk around uh, economic uncertainty, especially in a time when we have record forbearances and we have a huge backlog of foreclosures in the process. But people are oddly optimistic. So if so many people are stressed about their financial position and are cutting back seemingly and are fearful of 
uh, this looming recession that uh, so many have spoken about, I would challenge you to look at your finances from a standpoint of where you may be swimming naked, where uh, that tide may go out and the undertow could pull you under and and be mindful of 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 those aspects that you may be individually susceptible to or making your family susceptible to. And this is not at all to instill any level of fear. It literally just comes down to how do I build margin into my personal finances so that that undertow doesn't take me out uh, and and doesn't uh, deplete my savings and doesn't uh, 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 ransack my investments and so on and so forth. And I think it's important for us to look at uh, our personal finances from a standpoint of whether or not we have margin. And, and if we don't have margin, let's look at how to strategically build margin. So my call to action today is to look at your finances from an objective perspective. Look at it from the standpoint of whether you are proactive or you are reactive with your personal finances, whether you are swimming naked with uh, regards to your personal finances, or whether you are fully prepared in the event that that tide goes out. Thank you for your time, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. If this information is helpful to you, please do follow visit millenniummargin.com or connect with me on Margin's social platforms.